have your Bibles, open up to Romans chapter 6. Love that song. And that song actually closed us out last Sunday. What was last Sunday? Easter, right? And, and so, if you looked uh, in your sermon notes, the title of today is, He is Still Risen. Right? Right? And, and why is that significant? Why did I add the word still? Why did we add the word still? Because if we're not careful, right, we, we heard this message last week about why the resurrection matters today. We know it matters doctrinally because the gospel includes not just Jesus' death, but his resurrection. You can't have one without the other. The gospel is both, right? We saw that, that if the resurrection didn't happen, we shouldn't even be here today. It's useless. My preaching is useless and your faith is useless. We saw it that last week. Doctrinally, it matters. It matters, right? And then we saw that, that the resurrection matters daily. Daily. That's why we didn't let, let it go. That's why today he is, what? Still risen. He is still risen because sometimes what happens, we get used to church. You come to church on Easter. We have this great resurrection celebration. And then maybe in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, see you next year. I guess he went back in the tomb. He went back in the tomb. We leave Easter and we go back to business as usual. Until next year, we're reminded of his resurrection. And we get all fired up, and we do an Easter egg hunt again, and we have special music. And then after that, we put him back in, close up the stone, and we go back. Is that how it works? Is that how it's supposed to work? Is that annually? And then is that how it's supposed to work weekly? We come to church, we get fired up, we hear music, we hear the word, and once service is done, up, close the doors, and go back to business as usual. Is that really why we're here? Is that, is, that, is that what this is about? Right? He is still risen. Right? Romans 6, 4, our, our key verse about why the resurrection matters daily is this. Right? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life, right? Leading up to Easter, we talked about the new covenant. And we saw that when you place your faith in Jesus through the new covenant, you are in union with him. Unbreakable, never ends. You are in union. You are identified. You are in relationship with Jesus through the new covenant. We saw in Romans 6, 4, that we're identified in his death, and then we're identified what? We were raised, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we're identified with his resurrection, so we too may live a new life. The New King James says this, right? Therefore we are buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk daily, that's daily life, in newness of life, Right? Newness. And we spent time last week. What is this newness? New quality. Never existed before. New source of power. Right? We talked about a, a brand new car model, right, that just comes out, prototype that's built. New model versus the latest Camry to come off. It's always been there's just the latest 
coming off the assembly line. When God says you are a new creation, when he says in Romans 6, 4, that because Christ is risen and you're identified with him, you may walk, we should walk in newness of life. We, we, we saw last week, we should walk, we should leave here, we should live daily with a new quality of life. Amen? Question. Did you do that this week? Did you apply Christ's resurrection and the appropriation and the God-given biblical truth, did you apply it this week to even one area of your life? Or did we leave here having celebrated Easter and having gotten eggs and all of that, and did we leave here and just go right back to the same old thing? Because there were a lot of amens last Sunday, and there was a lot of excitement about what God has provided in this potential new quality of life. I saw a lot of smiles. I saw a lot of people going, really? Are you serious? I'm identified with his resurrection. The Holy Spirit lives in me. I'm a new creation. I can actually live a new quality of life. I don't have to live in the past. I don't have to live in what people have told me I can and can't do. I don't have to live in guilt. I don't have to live in shame. I don't have to be a victim of circumstances. You're telling me I can be free to walk in newness of life? Did you? Is that what you said last Sunday? And I said, yes. And everyone said, amen. Amen. So how was your week? How'd that go? Better. Okay, we got a better. Better. I'll take better. Did you bring it out of here? Did you bring the resurrection to work? Did you bring the resurrection into that habitual sin? Did you bring the resurrection into your relational conflict? Did you bring the resurrection into your fears, into your worries, into your anger, your bitterness? Did you bring the resurrection into your thought life, into your language? Did you bring the resurrection into how you handle your money, your time, your priorities? What did you do with this? What did you do with it? Because last Sunday, it was a great celebration. And it's like, are you serious? It's all right there. What does the Bible say? We have been given everything we need. What? For life and godliness. It's all right there. Ephesians said, you have been given all the spiritual riches. You, if you're a believer in Christ, you won the spiritual lottery. Mega millions. That's what the Bible says, amen? The question is, are you appropriating it? Right? I asked the worship team this morning. If during service or sometime while you're here, you get a text or an email from your bank. And your bank says, hey, we need you to come down here immediately today. Because we just received an anonymous donation to your account and all your debts are going to be wiped out. But you need to do something. You need to come down here. How many might dismiss early from here? I got to run to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Wink, wink. You'd be sitting here like. And as soon as we said amen, you'd say, God bless you, preacher. See you next week. You would go. And you would probably do something, whatever. They, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? Because something was waiting for you that was going to change your quality of life. Something was waiting for you that was going to change. Just waiting for you. 
Not in a selfish way, sure. Maybe this change is going to let you bless others, right? All your debts are forgiven, whatever that might be, that amount. So you might be able to change your quality of life, be a better steward, but you may be able to give now, right? So you'd be out of here. I'm excited. There's something waiting for me. It's there. It's already there. You just got to do something to make it yours, to appropriate it. It's already there, right? The work's done. It's grace. It's unmerited favor. He says, that new quality of life, that freedom, that joy, the fruit of the Spirit, it's already there. Right? We saw this quote from Warren Wiersbe. He says, too many Christians are betweeners. They live between Egypt and Canaan, saved but never satisfied. Or they live between Good Friday and Easter, believing in the cross, but not entering into power and glory of the resurrection. Are we betweeners? Or did you appropriate all that God has already waiting for you? It's waiting for you. It's there. Work is done. You put your faith in Christ. We saw all the blessings of the new covenant. It's there. It's there. Right? Imagine. Imagine. Marvin gets the note. The message, right? Marvin, all your debts are forgiven, right? Just get down there. And you share that with, you share that, right? And you, and I'm like, well, aren't you going? Nah. Marvin, aren't you going to go get what's already yours? It's already there. They're just waiting for you to come do the papers. Nah. I'm fine. I'm fine. I like that. Marvin, you would be debt-free. Marvin, you can bless others. Marvin, this can qualitatively change your life and other people's lives. If you will just go and do what's necessary to appropriate what's already yours, Marvin. I'm good. I'm fine. I don't have time to go do that. Seems like such work to go all the way down to my bank. Marvin! We're talking quality of life here. We're talking change. We're talking blessing others. We're talking making a difference. We're talking it's all there. Marvin, just go do what you need to do to to appropriate this. It's there. I was going to watch the Masters today, though. And tomorrow, i got to get my nails done. And, you know, I'm... I don't know if you get your nails done, but okay, so... Right? What are we waiting for? It's there. It's there. What 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 other things cloud getting that? Right? In in, in the in that sense, in the illustration, we're like, Marvin's cray cray. How many of you said if I was Marvin, I'd grab a donut and dash. You'd do the donut and dash thing after service. I'm out. I was Marvin. I can't believe Marvin doesn't seem to care. Marvin just wants to know, you know. What is that? What, what, what prevents us from just appropriating all that God already has? All that he has for us. What, what is it? And, and, and as I was looking through Scripture and praying, I'm like, maybe 
benefit of that, 